Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, December 7, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Above the trend line, she's bullish. Yesterday, into the closing bell, she hit the trend line and bounced off of it. Today, she's significantly higher in this upper range, continuing to do what? Eat time off the clock above the trend line is a bullish signal for another push higher. Where's the next major place above the big fat round number of 460 is 462.70. I'm not saying that's the end. I'm saying that's the next number in the sequence of numbers. Just as a refresher, a lot of stuff coming up next week. Quadruple witching, regular way options expiration, quarterly end, monthly end, everything is expiring, futures contracts, options contracts, every contract is expiring into the end of the year. It's Kabuki Theater. We have the Fed next week. FOMC, Tuesday, Wednesday. We're quote-unquote waiting on the Fed. We have some alphabet soup. PPI, CPI, ABC, XYZ. Tomorrow, I believe we have the phony jobs number at 8.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So between now and to the end of next week, big time week. A lot of volatility expected in both directions. Expect Mrs. Market to move them. We also have a cycle culminating into the latter part of next week. It's a big week. If markets trade up into these cycle events, they have a tendency to pivot back down in the southern direction. If markets trade down into these events, they have a tendency to pivot back in the northern direction. They're not doing anything yet. They're just going sideways back and forth. Above the trend line, eating time off the clock. Side note, we had a bonanza today inside the numbers and in the live room. We had two shorts, two longs, all four trades, no heat, worked out pretty much right away. We have something for everybody. Now let's sidestep into a mini conspiracy theory. I'm coming from somewhere out in left field on this one, but just go with me. It may make sense in the end. This is the holiday season, Christmas. People buy presents, people want to feel good, they want to be able to do good for others. This is that time of the year. It's a really, really great time of the year if you can embrace the concept of the holiday season, end of the year, finishing a year, starting a new one. A lot of good can happen at the end of the year from a giving perspective. It's what you make out of it. It's retail sales season. Retailers do a tremendous amount of their annual business in the last four, five, six weeks of the year. It's make it or break it time in the retail business. We're going to hear from the Fed next week. Now, I don't know what they're going to say, and you don't know what they're going to say. The interpretation of what they say, how the market thinks about what they say and what they do is all that matters. And here's the thing. Does the Fed want to go into the holiday season with everybody feeling like it's a down market, here comes the recession again, hard landing, all that horse crap nonsense? Or 
Do they want to participate in a feel-good environment and make sure that markets have a solid close to the year through the holiday season? Everybody believes that they're okay in terms of money to spend for the holiday season. Buying begets buying. You get the point. Nothing goes in a straight line. You're going to have pullbacks. You're going to have a pullback or two next week in the midst of all that data coming out, volatility. The concept is... What's going to be the trend from now into January? Is it going to be a pullback into that time frame or is it going to be a rip higher into that time frame? We don't directly know the answer, hence why I brought forth a mini conspiracy theory today. What happened inside the numbers? Well, we already know. We were four for four in the SPY, two longs, two shorts. Market kind of took off after I wrote this early around zero dark 30. So as they got closer to the opening bell, they started creeping higher. And some of these numbers became what they call obsolete. Except this one, 456.40. How does that work? What's the importance of that? Well, since they were below that number, any rally attempt would target, here's a number, but more importantly, and then 456.40, which creates an overhead resistance zone. But what happens when the market is above a number? It's no longer overhead resistance, it's now support. The numbers are quote-unquote important. They are support when price is above, they are resistance when price is below. That's the way it works. So 456.40 is going to be important one way or the other. And here's a quick taste test. Right at the vertical is today's activity. We think better in pictures, and you can see the blue horizontal line is in fact at 456.40. And guess what? That was basically low of day within a few pennies. How you doing? So let's see what else we have as the day starts to get underway. We get closer to the opening bell. Remember, service announcement. Inside the numbers will be closed on Friday. I'm traveling. The live room will be open. It will be moderated by Jordan. And traders in there will get a different flavor on a Friday. The bulls are putting in a mini jam session leading into the open. 456.40 is the target and overhead resistance. They were still below at this time. Above on candle closes opens the door for another leg higher to the likes of 457.20. Interesting. Get out your sticky notes. You know the routine. Real quick, another taste test. 457.20 is the blue line where the arrow is. And that was the high in the first few minutes of the day before a pullback ensued. You could already see where trade number one, trade number one and two already were. But wait, there's more. Let's continue on. Remember, as far as these notes are concerned, the day's not even open yet. Here we go. 9.21 before the opening bell. Here's the setup. We're looking for the morning trade. That's what you show up for. If they can push a little higher into the neighborhood of 457 to 457.25, even up to 428 if they spike it, is an area they shouldn't, should not just waltz on through. Meaning it's a resistance zone for them to stop going higher and conduct a pullback slash shakeout operation. 457 to 457 and a quarter. And of course, there it is again. 457.20 is the blue line. The high in the first candle was 457.22. And the next candle, one penny higher at 457.23. More importantly, what happened next? 
the pullback operation down to what? Test the pivot. Well, what's going to happen at the pivot? 456.40 became the pivot. That is the pivot. It was the pivot. What's going to happen at the pivot? You'll see. Remember, before the open, for now, 456.40 is our early pivot. 929, again, still before the opening bell. We're assuming a short at the open. The target on any short is back to the pivot, 456.40. They could go lower, but that's an area to bounce the tape. It's a start for the day. I'm giving you the whole thing before it even happens. And what happened? They gave you the exact thing we laid out before the bell even rang. How you doing? It's the morning trade. They do the same shit every single day over and over again. You just have to recognize which thing they're doing. They have a small bucket of things they do. If you can identify which thing they're doing today, you can take advantage of it on a long, a short, or both. I say it every day in the live room. The easy money is made on the early morning trade the large majority of the time. All right, remember, pause the video, go back to the chart, and double check the work. Right at the open, 931, there's your 457.20 resistance. The target on the short is 456.40. I'm laying everything out for you piece by piece before the open, at the open, and beyond. By 947, nice trade. And there's your bounce off the pivot. Remember, holding a trailer for shorts is fine as long as you realize they can bounce the tape there at that pivot. Exactly. Now, Above 457.20 on candle closes will open the door for another leg higher toward 457.45, 457.95, pardon me, pardon me nothing. Look what happened at 457.95, give or take, they spike 458, no big deal. What happens next? They have another sell-off that was overhead resistance and a target if they're above 457, we have long players and we have short players. We have something for everybody. Remember, above 457.20 opens the door for 457.95. Let's see what else we have. And there's your 457.95, give or take. It's overhead resistance. A little bit higher, 458.85 is the line in the sand for the shorts, meaning that's another area for a short trade, overhead resistance. No change, it's resistance, and they're pulling back. You all get the point. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, double-check the work. What more can you be looking for in a service that tells you where the morning trades are for the SPY, the ES, using options, exchange-traded products? It doesn't matter, all of the above. We had what's called in the trading parlance, bupkis for stocks on the move today, so we'll just skip to the next thing, which is Camp IWM. What are they doing? They're in a pullback, bullish, consolidation, eating time off the clock, flaggish type of pattern. Call it any name you want. That's what it is. They're above all the moving averages. The trend is your friend. They have a mission. The mission is to achieve at least 190 or more. 190 is a target and Daily chart, intraday at minimum of overhead resistance. Therefore, the big picture is no change for Camp IWM. The traders in the live room, including myself, are in an IWM RTY TNA, if that's the triple, I believe, 
options, other vehicles. We are in the small caps from a live room swing trade perspective. Not lazy swing trader. This one was confined just to the live room. We traded it off this pattern saying they're building energy to move higher. Here they are. We're having what's called a nice trade. While I'm on the subject of nice trades, might as well mention this was another live room trade and a lazy swing trader trade where I was in the live room day in, day out, pounding the table down here that this was a bottom and this was going to be a bottom for a while. I was allocating my capital, lazy swing trader capital, and this was a bottom in the making. And here we are in the move up to 95 and a half bucks from 83.70 in the TLT, which is a pretty darn good, nice bond trade. This is inverse to yields. This is the 20-year-plus treasury bond, prices of bonds, and pays a yield while you hold it, by the way. We had a ton of money in the live room and the lazy swing trader made in this trade. I pounded the table so hard, I had to get a patch for a spot on the table. What's going on with the folks down at the transportation department? Same thing as Camp IWM. Eating time off the clock, above all the moving averages. There's nothing wrong here. This is a bullish, pullback-ish, flag-ish, consolidating-ish type of situation, building energy for another move higher until it's not. Right now, it is. Where does it start to become not? Below this breakup candle low, the last one in the sequence would be a pretty darn good sign for starters, but that's not what they're doing now. Right now, we're going to take it at face value. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. It's bullish. The Q people still grinding up, percent and a half, percent point four today up. Very nice day for the Q people. Right back to that spot that they couldn't really sustain price above. Never had a daily close above yet. 391.20. Well, guess what? Once they start to close above there, what do you think is going to happen? The vacuum cleaner is going to come in and suck price higher. That's exactly what's going to happen after eating all this time off the clock right underneath an important spot. Write that down. Put it on a sticky note. XLF, the financial space. Above all the moving averages, even a little bit too far extended from home base. So what are they doing? They're eating time off the clock like the other markets in a bullish, flaggish, consolidating-ish type of pattern. That's it. That's all that's going on. Up one day, down another day makes no difference. There's nothing negative on this tape, on these charts at present. Umpire calling balls and strikes. Pullbacks are part of uptrends. Pullbacks within an uptrend are meant to be bought until they're deemed not a pullback. Think in terms of the trend line all the way from the spider chart. As long as they're above the trend line, that's fine. She's bullish. How many times did they hit the trend line? Almost every single day within reason. Every time they did, it was a buy. One time it will not be a buy, but it is until it's not. About Smash Mouth up about two and a quarter percent today back above the 20 period moving average. Need another day above the 20 period moving average. Strong finish to the week by tomorrow's close, Friday's close, and they'll be above all the moving averages, and the trend is your friend. This has been a pullback operation for the SMH, or Philadelphia Semiconductor Index.
Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.